Welcome to Musings Over Coffee with your hosts Ari Mama and Alexander Jenkins. That's me. Hello everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope it's been a beautiful 2021 so far for you all. Mm, time for resolutions and all the things that you want to do in the new year. What are you going to do this year? <laughs> well, I haven't made any resolutions. No, me neither really. <laughs> but um, anyway, to the topic of the day, or of the month even, um, we are talking about simulacra and simulation, Facebook as the matrix. Yeah, or social media in general. Mm as a simulation for connection mm. and specifically how um, capitalism creates conditions of alienation and then tries to sell us back connection in mm. different ways and social media being one of those ways and I feel like historically for myself I've usually looked at social media like you know I'm just going to try and use it as intentionally and and, and consciously as possible and you know it has the potential to do good to as a place to share my writing and my thoughts and potentially to you know connect with people that aren't nearby um but more recently through um listening to a few podcasts particularly by clementine morrigan been thinking of it a little bit differently um yeah thinking of it as its intention like it's it it's promoted as a service that connects people but all social media really just exists to serve the corporations that are trying to make money through the advertisements therein but then if you've ever seen i can't remember the name of the movie but it's the movie about the birth of facebook and mark zuckerberg and how it came about and um i think it was actually a university project to connect with women like for nerds to connect to women and it was you know like oh we want to see hot women and be able to talk to them how do we do that so it's sort of funny how it's gone from that which is you know it's not exactly you know, wholesome <laughs> intentions um to where it is now and you know the social media in general it's, it's also monopoly right like there's no or there are alternatives but they're not maybe built to the same standards, but I guess at the same time, they're not built to capture our attention as vigorously as Facebook as well. It's like the research and development that's gone into Facebook to keep us on Facebook and is Instagram. pretty cool. And yeah, and the money behind the R&D is pretty big. Um, yeah, even Facebook owns Instagram now and WhatsApp and WhatsApp and whatever, so. Yeah. Yeah, so they're all using the same tricks. Although WhatsApp's a bit different, but. There's no, it's still a, a platform of chatting, but it's just like Messenger or something. Mm. A lot of people would have watched um, The Social Dilemma. Alexander and I watched it. And that did a really good job of showing like all the technology that our animal brains are like up against every time we open mm. some kind of social media app. And that combined with the corporate motives to capture our attention and gain data points. Um, something that Mark Fisher wrote in, in an essay is around like recognizing that we're in en enemy territory mm. when we're on these apps. So there kind of needs, I want to bring a vigilance to that, to my approach to yeah. social media. It, like something you said earlier that I appreciated was that you could kind of liken it to being in capitalism. I mean, it's, it's 
a product of capitalism and that it's trying to get our attention our, and essentially our money and through these data points, our money. Um, but it also has uh, these beautiful gifts, like pe being able to talk to someone across the other side of the world, connects with someone who you know, is interested in some obscure thing that I'm interested in and we can connect in this group and be like, oh, cool, let yeah. me chat, chat with you. Like and make specific friends. groups. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that, you know, I guess you could go out and make a meetup group about like some niche thing you're interested in and people do that. But, you know, you'd only get like one or two. If you're lucky, you get one or two people joining. Maybe you'd be surprised. It depends on the size of a city or town you're in. Yeah. But yeah, lots of people just don't have access to anyone else other than through social media and it's just an easy place to connect it's funny though because there are forums you know and I, i'm assuming there are websites that are also and reddit and you know there are other platforms to connect with people who are in the same circles as you but maybe facebook's just like an easier way to do that or a friendlier yeah way to do that i mean yeah, I feel like it has its uses and its benefits, mm. but that we shouldn't see that as replacing community right? and like in real life connection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, like I said, there's maybe there's someone who lives out in the middle of nowhere in the, in the US and or anywhere in the world and doesn't have access to actual community or I guess it's another thing. It's it's one of the, it's maybe even a byproduct of social media itself as having access to someone who's interested in the specific, you know, small niche thing that I'm interested in on social media. It means that we're less tolerant of making connections with people who aren't interested in those things. Yeah, that definitely seems like a way that social media functions, like grouping, keeping mm. in groups and like groups together. Yeah, the bubbles that we're always pushed into. And and maybe, like, is your point that you're kind of making, it lowers our tolerance to spend time with people that we disagree with? Mm, yeah, probably, especially with the, like, block button, you know? You can just, yeah, like, oh, I don't agree with this person. Unfollow. Yeah, and that means if you are more isolated and you are getting, like, your, solid, your community needs met and feeling good about connection on Facebook, through specific groups they're like oh we're both interested in this thing then you're less likely to go out into the real world and find out the equivalent i guess yeah and it also makes me think we were chatting before about activism mm. and online activism and just questioning the effectiveness mm. of it you know like i'll sign petitions and i trust and hope that they do something but things like posting an infographic or which we both do <laughs> yeah we both do or memes that are whatever they are like anti-racist like anti-capitalist like whatever the information is i don't think it does that much good mm. like especially if it's just to our friend group yeah um, the bubbles that we've created and it might actually be to the detriment of the cause because it feels like we've done something mm. and then we just don't do things in the real world, like yeah. make material change and... Yeah, it's interesting how it doesn't quite translate. Or it's in an obvious way anyway. But it, it is, it's just like it's, it is an online world. Mm. And the only way like it translates into real life is if those people meet up and, mm. you know, organize, like do some community organizing and... Yeah. 
I guess the best thing that we can hope for, like posting something online that is public, is that someone else will share it, and then someone else, I know, down the track somewhere along the lines, someone who disagrees will see it and be like, "Oh, I disagree with that," and that will create, I don't know, either a, or someone will be saying say something like, "Oh, I never thought of it that way," or you know,、yeah. it can plant a seed somewhere down the track. That's but it, true. But it does feel like, you know, planting seeds is quite a slow. Process in terms of making change in the world, and it's not not necessarily beneficial for、um, I don't know present dangers, yeah, <laughs> present dangers like climate change, and and I just feel like less and less convinced that anyone actually changes anyone's mind online. Because、mm. <laughs> it's easier to be stubborn, <laughs> is that it? Um, I think it's easy to be combative,、mm. you know. When you're not face to face with someone and like feeling their their body in front of you and their nervous like system, seeing them and, as a human being as opposed yeah, to online persona. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to be convinced otherwise. Like,、mm. you know, if people have stories of really changing their their own minds or changing someone、mm. else's minds through online, I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm seeing it less as less a less effective. Medium for change、mm. than perhaps what I hoped. Just in conversation. Yeah, it's interesting as well because I feel like unless you're like a public speaker or if you're, I mean, it's funny because it seems like such so much of the world is online, especially with lockdown and like unable to、yeah. travel and stuff. I think like okay, well, people are going to be getting more and more of their information from YouTube and from. Social media and things, and like, what is that going to do to us? It kind of reminds me of this David Bowie this、um, video that was going around. I don't know if you saw it, but he was talking about the internet、um, before it was a big deal, and his insights around that were pretty profound and spot on. And I feel like maybe the social media stuff and the things that come through the internet that have changed humanity、um, have have had and are having. Similar in terms of impact and like dramatic scale impact on human species. It's like, what is that? You know, what's that going to look like, and where's it going to lead us?、Mm. Well, I think it is like going back to what we said about it being like the Matrix or a simulation. Is is the sense that I feel like it's harder and harder for people, myself included, to separate online、mm. from real life, and it really feels like. Like it is real. It, that's is real. That's、thing. a real space,、yeah. and like there's a way in which it is, but there's also so many ways in which it isn't.、Mm. Especially for someone who values like physical presence and you know emotional intelligence and、um, connection on a human level over you know just debating intellectually, it's like that. That's great too. But it's nice to actually have a connection first, yeah,、um, and feel someone and like look them in the eyes and just be like, "Oh, we're we're two humans, and even though we may disagree, we're here together in this space, and that's really lovely." Yeah, it's like, well, Alexander and I were trying to think of alternatives to these, like having discussions.、Um, but it's like there aren't that many places in public that are free and and supportive、mm. for. For strangers to meet and and come together over 
a topic or a theme mm. or you know there's parks and and libraries and stuff but they're even those are impacted by capitalism you mm. know strangers aren't meant to really talk to each other yeah this is kind of dystopic world that we're already living in you mentioned earlier as well the um idea of a town hall would be a place where that kind of discussion would happen and i was even excited the idea of bringing bring back the town hall you know what what would we what would we do and i was like what if you know policy would be changed there and what if you know actual community impacts were happening there you know through, through discussions and through like two different you know the only real like i guess um seemingly kind of dialectical debate style stuff that we have going on that I'd see that as makes policy change is either like groups that are constantly trying to get money from people to like, Oh, we're trying to make stop the rainforest from being chopped down or stop this or stop that. Um, or like inside parliament, like the labor versus, you know, national in New Zealand or, um, whatever it is in other countries, they're having debates in parliament. But I feel so, it feels like such a disconnect from like those people who I have no relationship with whatsoever and who probably have no relationship with most of the people I know um, versus this idea of a town hall, which what if, I don't know, what if Jacinda Ardern came and sat in the town hall while a bunch of people kind of discussed and debated and kind of um, came to a conclusion like this is what would be best for us. Mm. And then she's like, cool, this is what I'll, I'll implement this. Mm, yeah it's like kind of the joining or creating a bridge from discussion and and policy mm. and you know that bridge is so far away from yeah. social media yeah that discussion just sits there and you're either it's really just used as social capital you know you're either woke or you're not woke or yeah. you're like you know what you said people are liking and reacting to in a positive way or they're not but it doesn't actually there's it really is missing that bridge mm. to concrete action. We, we could do it. We can make the town hall happen. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't know how to start that, but I mean, bar a Facebook or no, not Facebook, a, a meetup group or something. I think like something that I personally want to work on is yeah, increasing my tolerance um, of, of being in connection and conversation with people I really disagree with. Mm. Yeah. What might that look like? Well, it could be online or it could be in real life. Like I don't tend to, like I said, it's not that common for strangers to strike up a mm. conversation. Um, and the people I do hang around with usually share my values. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not that much opportunity yeah. to practice, but I'm curious about it. We need a, some kind of space, like a, a town hall or something. <laughs> so how else is Facebook a bit like capitalism? Well, the metaphor I was thinking of before is like how sometimes um, employers are like to their employees, their workers, like, you know, we're all family here and we just like want to look after each other. And at the same time, they're just like exploiting them and whatever, paying them minimum wage or not mm. giving them the benefits that they deserve, like that kind of thing. I think Facebook's like that. It's like, yeah, I connect people, but, you know, it's really just exploiting us for our data and you know wants to sell that to corporations and is doing that so it's just like the guise of it and I think that's kind of the biggest thing that's hitting with me mm. it's like when I open 
an app, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, and I don't have TikTok. <laughs> it's like because I'm wanting connection, and I so often get lost scrolling, and and have that sense like, oh, this isn't what I came here for. But the app was designed to keep me there in that way. It wasn't designed to give me connection, and any connection is actually just a accidental benefit of their hustle mm. for my data and my attention and my mm. clicks you know so it, know. it kind of reminds me of the facebook marketing kind of stuff that i've done uh where it's like oh you have to offer value you know you offer a value and then people are like oh yeah no now now you can sell me something because you've offered me something in return yeah and it's kind of the same thing with facebook itself right it's like oh well you know, you can connect with your friends, you can chat with people, you can find groups, and it's like, and now buy my shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so, like, it's kind of a sad feeling of, like, that, oh, we're all just trying to sell each other something and mm. then die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get that? Like... No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I sometimes feel. It's like when I go on there for connection and then I'm, like, yeah, being sold things, like things are being marketed it's like I feel a bit disappointed mm. but at the same time those people or businesses are using the platform for its more true purpose mm. than the, the purpose that I'm trying to get from it yeah you shared with me an experience earlier where you said that you had shared something vulnerable and that in the comments um someone was basically just promoting their business to, to you it's like yeah. oh you could have this or other people who are feeling this could have this and and yeah, noticing how frustrating that was. Like, what the fuck are you trying to, you know, spread your business on my post? Yeah, and at the same time, I don't blame that person, yeah. you know. It's just like, that's what they have to do in capitalism. They're just trying to make a living. Mm. You know, capitalism makes commodities of us all. Yeah. And Facebook's just another platform to make money off yeah. of if that's what you choose to do. Yeah, and it commodifies us in, you know, in the ways that we have to, show up with our personal brand mm. and like stick to that even if we're not actually selling a business or service yeah that was a really hard thing for me like sticking to a brand because i have so many different interests in different areas i was like oh, i just want to talk about all the things i don't want to have to stick to like one the one thing that i just happen to want to make money off of yeah and that's true for all multifaceted yeah. humans you know we're so much bigger than these boxes and like it really does feel like a a very conditional platform you know you don't you can't show all of yourself really mm. you can show what's considered likable yeah and, and valuable or woke or whatever yeah yeah and you know and support and friendship can be withdrew so easily if that doesn't happen mm. so in summary it's not anywhere near a replacement for real community no, it really is like a simulation of connection. That's not the intention of the platform. Mm. And it's not, yeah, I, I think going forward, it's not that I'm not going to use it, but I'm just holding that skepticism. Yeah. And I think it's good to be hold a, a criticism of it and just to be more aware of how it impacts us. You know, like we know that it's a system designed to, you know, get, get you hooked on your dopamine hit with the like button or whatever. It's like just being aware of that. Um, hopefully I won't <laughs> get mindlessly back onto it so easily. I mean, and like you said, Alexander, it's an interesting time because 
for a lot of us people still in lockdown due to covid restrictions and it mm. might be one of the only forms of connection along yeah. with you know zoom and and phone chats and texts and things like that but yeah i guess i'm just interested in yeah in mark fisher's language like how can we reclaim this enemy territory and and use it to elevate like class consciousness and mm. um nourish real world community like how can we when it's safe and possible to do that so take those connections from offline into real life where we can be nourished on a nervous system level mm. good intentions darling mm. thanks for listening we had a great convo yeah hope you enjoyed it Bye everyone, take care.